0: Welcome to Shameless, the pop culture podcast for smart people who love
1: dumb stuff. You are joined as always by Melvin, writers michelle andrews and zara mcdonald hello zara mcdonald and hello to our fill-in producer while annabelle is away sahani gunatilika we are so stoked to have you thank you
0: hello (laughs) sahani we're going to hear a little bit from you in a second but first coming up on today's show blake lively is pregnant with baby number four kim kardashian and scott disick are being sued for tens of millions of dollars everyone is talking about the state of Tammy Hembrow's relationship. Trisha Paytas' <laughs> baby name is not at all what we were expecting and then oh god you know what's coming after that. Adam Levine has been publicly accused of cheating on his supermodel wife Beati Prinsloo and not just that Apparently, he wanted to name their unborn child after his mistress. I, I can't. Sorry,
1: I know you haven't yeah. finished yet,
0: but what the fuck? Yeah, I know. We're going to get to it. I promise you that. But first, Mish, before I get to your week and your recommendation, let's introduce the wonderful Sahani
1: to the listeners. Yeah, Sahani, we're stoked to have you on the show today. You've been at Shameless Media for a couple of months now. Good yeah. Fun. How are you finding it? Really good. Yeah. Yes, because it's on this mic that she'll tell you how she's really finding it.
0: Sahani, what we thought we'd do with you today. Just so the listeners can get a little bit of a sense of where you sit on things, what you are like. What you like. What you believe. Not nothing too heavy. Because <laughs> yeah. we
1: thought we could do like a little quick fire round to, you know. See where you stand. Yeah, because often Annabelle sits in the middle of Zara and I on some topics. So we thought we would give you some topics where we might disagree and see where you sit. Question number one. Wait, before that, are you ready? <laughs> I, I think I have. Yeah, <laughs> I'm tied to this chair. and have no choice. The fear in your eyes right now. Our first question. Now, long time listeners of the show know that perhaps the main difference between myself and Zara is that I'm obsessed with dogs. I have one myself. Zara is what we call dog adjacent but perhaps that's not accurate enough.
0: Well I think it's it's diplomatic.
1: (laughs) The haters will say dog negative.
0: (laughs) The accurate people in the crowd
1: will say she's dog negative. We want to know what are your feelings towards dogs? Are you a dog lover or a Dog negative. <laughs> nice. I love dogs. Good. I just don't want one of my own.
0: <laughs> that's in. Impre- that's in the middle. That is in the middle. You don't want a dog because they're a bit annoying. Oh no, no, no! Thank they're just you. too much responsibility. Oh, okay. So yeah. very self-aware, understanding your own limitations. Yes, <laughs> I'll be anyone's dog sitter. Okay, well, don't put that out to hundred thousand people, or, <laughs> or else you might get some DMs. <laughs> Question number two: When it comes to Annabelle Lee's celebrity pass basket. Everyone knows her number one boy, her shining star, her North Star, <laughs> her North star. <laughs> is Steve Carell.
1: Stevie Boy. Who's your Steve Carell? I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. That's an excellent one. We welcome Paul Rudd on this show with open arms. What's your, like your favorite Paul Rudd thing? Oh, good uh, one. Have you seen his like lip sync with Jimmy Fallon? No. no. Oh my god, it's epic. You okay, have to watch his lip sync with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, What's more? I think so I good. love Paul Rudd in Friends when Friend. he's Steve's um husband. He's just so funny. And I love that his son's only shtick on TikTok is being Paul Rudd's son. Yeah. Have you yes. seen that? How see old is that? His son? Like twenty-one. <laughs> 22? Fuck, I always forget how old Paul Rudd is. Well, he's God, 21. He's a, yeah, the son's 21 or 22. Well, Paul Rudd's son. a hot. Not much younger than me. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> it's not. It's not. So, honey, you have a boyfriend. So.
0: <laughs> yes, you do,
1: by the way. Now,
0: our third question for you. I think what's, what's most obvious in episodes of Shameless is one of the things that separates Michelle and I is how we feel and react to stories about the Kardashians. Tell us where you sit. Is most of what the Kardashians do a PR stunt?
1: Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. Yas. This is slander. I love that you're trying to appeal to the Gen Z person on the podcast. Yeah, I know. Yas queen. No, that's a little bit of slander. Everyone listening will know. I holistically subscribe to the philosophy that the majority of what the Kardashians do is PR it's just something happens to me where when each individual story comes up I refuse to believe that particular story is a PR stunt in real time you really (laughs) really struggle (laughs) but holistically sure
0: good to see you're on the right side of history Sahani (laughs) Mish I'm going to ask you very quickly how was your week what recommendation have you got
1: I had a good week. I did have a listener reach out this week to say, "Mish, I'm sure you've received this hundreds of times, but I need to tell you, you look a lot like Prince Alexander Ogilvy, who is currently 53rd (laughs) in line for the British throne." Now, clearly, this listener was watching the Queen's funeral and thought a public figure. What? I kind of see it. (laughs) Do you see it? No. I I wanted to bring it up because I was like, "What? Okay." What? Oh, oh, <laughs> oh I, I see it. What about him looks
0: like me? You have similar features, like you could be brother or sister. Mm. Similar what? hair, similar colouring. He's blonde. Yeah, there's sort of your face shape I feel like is quite yeah. similar.
1: I think she was angling, I think the screenshot she sent me as well was a pretty... Um, Interesting screenshot to send. He was, like, not looking his best. Is it the eyes? His eyes. It, the eyes. He's also, for the
0: record, for people listening who might be driving, don't Google this. <laughs> Let me just tell you, he's not, like, unschnacky.
1: Unschnacky. Yeah. He's he, okay. He's pretty schnacky. Am uh, I allowed to say that? I think so. I do think it's risky, though, to ever message someone out of the blue and say... Hey, I feel the need to tell you—you look a lot like this random person. I feel quite—it's quite rich
0: coming from you, stones and glass houses, considering how often you've told me I look like Conrad Sewell. That was a listener thing that I merely
1: backed up. So there you go, Conrad Sewell and Prince Alexander Ogilvy. Yeah, there you go. It
0: is quite funny though, especially when you receive DMs where people are like, "I'm sure you've received hundreds
1: Uh of these," and it's like, truthfully, lady, it's the first time. It's the (laughs) first time recommendation. Recommendation is you guys have to watch Heartbreak High on Netflix. Mm. I feel like I'm a little bit late to the game on this one. Everyone's watching Heartbreak High.
0: Yeah, I'm not though. Not Zara McDonald. I think it's the YA thing.
1: Yeah, look, and I get it. If you haven't come across this on Netflix, it is essentially... A drama about high school. It's a bunch of year 11 students. It's all Australian, which is so interesting to watch. Super high budget as well. So I feel like it's one of the slickest Aussie productions I've ever seen. Yeah, nice. That said, of course, the content is high school-esque. But I live for that shit. Like I loved sex education. Yeah. I tend to go for YA, like to all the boys I loved before. And all, And the summer I turned pretty, like this is my thing. That's true though, but I quite liked the summer I turned pretty. So maybe I need to give this a shot. How many? How long are the episodes? little episodes are pretty long i think Uh, they're like 45 minutes okay but i do back it great soundtrack which i think is crucial to a tv show she said it here before and she'll say it again the older i get the more i realize the power of a good soundtrack but also it's just really good aussie acting i love that netflix invested in this i only just realized that it's actually a reboot of an iconic aussie show from like the 80s or 90s or something so i just love that netflix did this i really really back it
0: i think there's also something heartening i don't know if this is too
1: earnest but i think it's fair to see
0: something (laughs) with something australian with such a high budget i feel like we don't ever really see that, particularly coming out of the pandemic where we know the arts industry was just decimated. To see a lot of money being
1: thrown behind something like this that is local is great. I love you for your wholesome takes, yes. That, Thank you. Also, there's a bunch of sex, which I loved. Ah. <laughs> well done. What about you? What are you recommending? I do
0: have a recommendation that I really, really need you to listen to. Okay, It is Lewis Capaldi on Diary of a CEO. He's obviously one of the most well-known superstars. He's very funny. He's, he is very funny. And I found it quite random to see him on this show i mean our listeners will know we've recommended this podcast multiple times but it's often with like business people generally i mean as the title would suggest now lewis capaldi has kind of created a brand for himself as a musician as an incredibly self-deprecating one funny, with a massive personality who doesn't take himself too seriously. Mm. I was pretty stunned when I listened to this. Just even in the opening 10 to 15 minutes, how quickly they went deep. Lewis Capaldi has such intense anxiety. He has Tourette's. Really? Yeah. He has hypochondria, which I've never really (gasps) heard anyone speak about properly. He's focused so much and so beautifully about how his anxiety just you know grew exponentially as he got famous that he was having panic attacks every time he was going on stage and it was it was fascinating to hear this from the perspective of a guy who we know is that kind of funny guy. Yeah, that
1: larrikin, that kind of like class clown persona.
0: Yes, and he still like is all of these things. But it's just, I think I was just surprised because it's definitely not something I've heard him talk about before and it was he spoke about it really wonderfully. So I feel like you will love it. It's not homework, but I really want you to listen to it and let me
1: know what you think. Mate, that's not homework.
0: I'll do that freely for sure. Yeah, well, you have to give me a review next week, please. (laughs) Oh, by the way, just one more thing before we go. I do need to compliment you. Oh! I'll I th- take it. But- I haven't had time to watch <laughs> the one percent club yes is that the show what it's called yes it is called the one percent club but a lot of my friends and family have (gasps) and love it my my uh brother and his girlfriend had my parents over for dinner the other night and because they got the recommendation from you played the show with my parents
1: so i thought you'd like to hear that thank you a lot of people did tag me over the weekend with like a glass of wine in hand watching it with their family i'm so glad people are loving it my friends did give me so much shit at dinner last night they were literally like what the fuck, Michelle? Like you're obsessed with game shows and you're age 28. But well. <laughs> I refuse to feel shame. I refuse to feel shame. It's the best show ever.
0: Yeah, and this is the show called Shameless. Oh, Let's get into the quick goodness. and dirty. Because we are, of course, starting with the top. Is it five? Perhaps it's six stories from the rough and tumble of the celebrity and pop culture news cycle. You've bumped one, haven't you?
1: We bumped one. There's a story that didn't quite cut the mustard. We won't tell you what it is now so you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Shall I start? Shall I
0: kick us off? Please. Our first story. Yes, Blake Lively is pregnant with baby
1: number four. Now, please leave her alone, paparazzi. That is from the LA Times. Yeah, Blake Lively revealed she is pregnant with her fourth child while wearing a sparkly Valentino dress at the Forbes Power Women's Summit on Thursday. Now, Blake is 35 years old. She has three kids already with her very famous actor husband, Ryan Reynolds. They've been married for 10 years. Yeah.
0: I didn't realize that.
1: I mean, I know they've been around for a while, but 10 years as well. I feel like I have been unfair to Blake and Ryan over the years. Because I feel like when we see public couples who are really witty and funny, and then we see them break up, it's it's a lot. Like it you feel like you've been lied to. Yeah. So I feel like when I've seen these two be super, I don't know, publicly affectionate. And affectionate and loving and jovial towards each other. I've told myself, don't get invested, they're going to break up. But now I actually don't think they will. Well, four kids is a lot, and it's also quite funny to me when I saw
0: this headline. I go, four kids? You're <laughs> <laughs> joking. we one of four. And then I was like, my mum
1: did that. Your mum did that. <laughs> How? I said to mum this week, she's like, oh, Blake Lively's pregnant, which I think is the first celebrity headline yeah. she's taken interest in. And I was like, four kids is just so many. No one does that these days. No it, one does. No one does. Is that our mum? did. <laughs> now, those
0: kids are, of course, very famously called James, Betty, and Inez. If you're a Taylor Swift fan, you will know exactly why they are famous names they feature in a song (laughs) now blake kind of reconfirmed the pregnancy after this event on instagram now she posted on her grid a whole kind of carousel of photos throughout the course of her pregnancy and underneath these photos she had this as a caption here are photos of me pregnant in real life so the 11 guys waiting outside my home for a sighting will leave me alone you freak me and my kids out Thanks to everyone else for all the love and respect and for continuing to unfollow accounts and publications who share photos of children. You have all the power against them and thank you to the media who have a no kids policy. You make all the difference.
1: Yeah. It's not the first time she's spoken out about paparazzi and following her children, but it is really interesting that she used this kind of method is, like, confirming the pregnancy. Yes, put that to the side for the moment
0: because this actually wasn't the most fascinating part of this carousel for (laughs) me. I thought, yep, very Blake Lively point and a really important one at Mm. that. I think it's a really crucial point to make. But as I was scrolling through this carousel, all I could think of was I do kind of think this is actually a
1: subtle publicity push for taylor swift instead yes you said this to me and i was initially confused so do you want to run people through your theory because it actually stacks up okay so there was only
0: probably seven or eight photos on here Mm -hmm. taylor swift was in one of the photos which would be relatively innocuous because they are quite good friends, if not for the fact that Taylor Swift is incredibly private and that would have to get approved by Taylor to start. So I thought, okay, Taylor clearly wants to be slowly in the public eye, but not really in your face before this album comes out. That was the first thing. The second thing, though, that was probably a little bit more convincing is in one of the other photos, Blake's posing with Ryan Reynolds and he's in like this in his – oh, gosh. We don't watch
1: Marvel. Oh, I think I, it's a Marvel film. Yeah, Deadpool. Deadpool. Red, Deadpool. Deadpool. Oh, we we need a Marvel-loving producer <laughs> and we found another one.
0: Because <laughs> Annabelle ah. loves Marvel too. <laughs> anyway, so he's in his Deadpool costume and they're standing in front of what is – Uh, a window but it's like a stained glass glass window yeah and sleuths on tiktok realize it's the same stained glass window that is in the all too well short film i shan't call it a music video (laughs) and everyone's like was this filmed in blake and ryan's house is that their home? I think it must be and I think there's a very definitive reason why they she put up that specific photo too with the window because I think Taylor wants people to be creating these connections and talking about the All Too Well short film and the lead up to the Oscars in the same way that she wants people talking about her and Midnight.
1: Yeah, and we know that they were in that room after the All Too Well video was filmed because Blake is pregnant. Yes. Like, knowing that timeline, you're like, why would they be in that spot unless they lived there or unless they had some connection to that yeah and why is ryan turning up in a deadpool costume
0: yeah they're at home yeah they're i think they're at home so it made me think yes i think blake lively clearly wanted to share this message but i also think i would not be surprised if those two are in on something at the moment
1: yeah because when it comes to taylor swift some interesting stuff has been going on over on her social media
0: account yeah and we thought we wouldn't give this its own headline because we appreciate <laughs> that being taylor swift stands isn't ah. for everyone so we will bury it in a
1: blake lively story onwards take the baton and run. take the baton so just a couple of days before Blake Lively's Carousel with two separate Taylor Swift references. Taylor posted a video compilation like behind the scenes, behind the making of her upcoming album, Midnights. Now, that video compilation was set to a song called Life You Lead by Nice Boy Ed. It prompted people to think, hmm, never heard of Life You Lead or Nice Boy Ed. It's also pretty interesting sounding song. Like it's not a Taylor Swift sounding song. No, not at all. It's a little random. And a lot of people then clicked onto Nice Boy Ed's profile to be like, who is this person? What's going on? They realized this according to Vulture. The track appears to be the first release by Nice Boy Ed and per the YouTube description, just came out yesterday. On top of that, on YouTube for this song, the photo that displays is of a little boy which people are saying really does resemble a young Joe Alwyn. On top of that, the song is copyrighted in the UK where Taylor Swift's boyfriend lives.
0: Yes, and I know that sounds a bit conspiratory to be like the child looks like Joe, but he no, does. He, does. He, he really does, does <laughs> looks like Joe. Now, the theories also go beyond that. People on Reddit have looked into the lyrics of this song <laughs> and are convinced it's actually revealing the titles of all of the tracks on Midnight's titles like Thinking Twice, Harmony, So Volatile, Deepest Rites, It's Yours and Lonely Nights. Those strike me as Taylor Swift song titles if I've ever read it. I totally agree with you. And beyond that, Slew's also found that the time code for the song is 319, 3 minutes 19. (laughs) Taylor Swift is known for making most important things in some way tied to the number 13. Do the maths. Three plus one plus nine equals 13. Well done, (laughs) Michelle.
1: I mean, is it all madness? Who knows? I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. It's like we know Taylor Swift is an expert at Easter egging us to her upcoming work. We know that Midnight's is an odd time away. Like, she normally drops a single first and then the album comes out. I think she's having fun with this. She dropped the revelation that an album was coming weeks and weeks and weeks before we got any skerrick of, like, actual music from her. Yeah, I think she's using the run-up to drop a whole bunch of Easter eggs along the way and build hype. And I think Nice Boy Ed, the guy who before this week didn't even exist online, is in some way connected to Taylor Swift. It's probably Joe Alwyn. The other major conspiracy theory is it's her brother. But I, something's going on, I, for sure. I just don't think
0: people would care enough if it was her brother. I don't think it would make enough headlines. I think mm. it's got to be Joe. Do you want another wholesome take? Because I'm, like, desperately in the mood. You are, aren't yeah. you? I just think it is one of the greatest ways to do celebrity – by having this relationship <laughs> with your fans, to let people play games, yes. to distract people, to kind of let people sleuth. I just think it's one of the greatest PR strategies of the last 10 years by far. And one of the greatest
1: relationships you can have with your listeners or with your, well, or it's with your fans. It's pure fun yes, and like and joy. joy. Yes. yes, 100%. The one downside oh, gosh. would be that every little thing Taylor ever yes. posts, like a jumper that she's wearing or getting a fringe or like wearing eyeliner, people will be like... That's a message to us about red, or that is something. Like, she's trying to tell us something. Yeah. That would be kind of annoying. yeah She has set up that dynamic for herself where she could blink in a video. Yeah. People would be like, that's Morse code for something. And she knows that. She would she be does. so well aware of she that. She does. Our second story: Britney Snow watched selling the OC. That is from Vulture. If that sounds like an interesting headline and a confusing headline, stick with us. Yeah, stick with us with this one because. I wasn't properly
0: across this story, and now I am, and I need you to hear all about it. So, Pitch Perfect star Brittany Snow announced last week on Instagram that she and her husband selling the OC star Tyler Staniland are splitting up. Now these two married in March, 2020. The post was accompanied by a black and white subway train photo, and she wrote, After time and consideration, Tyler and I have made the difficult decision to separate. She went on and said, this decision was made with love and mutual respect for one another. We've realized we need to take some time and make sure we are living our most fulfilling and authentic lives. We started this journey as best friends and our relationship will continue to be a priority, not only for us,
1: but for our dog, Charlie. I really... Come on. I really... really I can't say it. I really loved the inclusion of the dog (laughs) at the end. Like that... I (laughs) I, I love my dog. I really do. He's a special boy. Would he make it into my divorce announcement? Probably not. Especially in the context of... Sorry, I appreciate I have no leg to stand on here. a dog negative uh, McDonald. Yeah, so
0: you're better placed to be talking about this. That's <laughs> it. It sounds very much in the context of this statement that their, ne- their relationship needs to be a priority. So they put on a united front for the dog. Like, that's how I read that.
1: Because, like, something tells me Charlie's not going to notice. Charlie, for anyone wondering doesn't look like an overly smart dog oh that's rough he looks well his brain can't be very big he's very small and white and crusty this will be interesting for the OG listeners of the show
0: Ah. this is OG OG listeners Think about Michelle's old dog, Peanut. Hang on, Peanut's still alive. Can we have some oh, respect? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Peanut's still kicking. Think of My Peanut. family dog, Peanut, Think yes. Think Peanut. And when Michelle used to try and tell you that Peanut was cute, that's what Charlie looks like. <laughs> Onwards. Now, the reason this story kind of has extra layers here mm. and the reason that we've put it in the quick and dirty is this news comes only 21 days after Netflix is selling Sunset spin-off premiered. Mm. Now... Feels a bit sus for a lot of people because Britney Snow's husband was at the center of a drama during filming of the show, involving one of his co-stars, Kayla, who apparently tried to kiss him multiple times off-camera during the show.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Obviously, these two are extremely, extremely attractive people, but the way that Netflix's spin-off of Selling Sunset, Selling the O.C. has been sold is that Tyler is, like, the most attractive man to walk the earth. He yes. has been put on this show partly, in my mind, because of the way he looks and because of the sex appeal that comes with the show with him on it. And I think that would be very difficult for a relationship When your partner or yourself, you're being sold to the public as this incredibly alluring, incredibly attractive person when you're in a committed relationship. Absolutely. It's
0: a lot of pressure. I don't know. It's just weird. Also to have storylines where people are talking about someone else trying to kiss you. Trying to cheat. Like trying to be the other woman or something. It would be really odd. And clearly, clearly this has had some sort of impact on their relationship. According to TMZ, however... The split was mostly to do with distance um, between Los Angeles and Orange County. That is according to Vulture. But I looked on Google Maps and they're 36 minutes apart. But that said, you never know how people get around with transport. Now, days. What?
1: what they might not
0: have cars. Maybe
1: they're catching the train yes. and that adds 20 minutes. It could. And now, days after this. It's not long distance.
0: After the split was announced, uh, people started reporting, People Magazine. Britney Snow never wanted him on that show to start with. A source told the publication, Britney never wanted Tyler on the show but he was adamant he wanted to make a name for himself on his own terms. Mm. Now, this is, it feels very much like, I'm not going to say a Taylor's oldest time because it's not the kind of scenario a lot of people find themselves in. Oh, yes, in. all those men who go on selling the ocean. Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> but that dynamic of her being the really famous one in the relationship, mm. her being the centre of the public eye, him finding a show and a way to sort of make a name for himself, that power dynamic kind of changing, not to mention those kind of you know, ugly headlines that were surrounding
1: his involvement in that show. Mm. It
0: just would be very hard to to, to navigate.
1: Well, celebrity couples already have enough to go up against. I feel like when you add this into the mix, it's... Probably going to be too much to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. Now, our third story
0: Kim Kardashian, Scott Disick sued for $60 million in alleged Instagram scam.
1: That is from news.com. Yeah, we were fascinated by this story late last week. A lot of you listening will be familiar with the Instagram giveaway that's at like the crux of this story. So, a lot of people would have seen often the Kardashians or other influencers with like millions upon millions of followers are posing in photos surrounded by like a hundred boxes of like Prada and Dior and Chanel and Louis Vuitton. It's like cash city. It's cash. There's like wads of cash. They're with a sports car and there's just like box after box after box of luxury goods. And the whole idea of the post is you enter this giveaway, you can go in the running to win everything in the photo.
0: Yeah, exactly. People are now alleging that these giveaways are essentially a fake lottery scam. Before we get to the allegations in the lawsuit, I want to talk a little bit more about these giveaways because I think for a lot of people for a long time, they've wondered how in the world they work. Mm. Now, the mechanics of the giveaway are like notoriously annoying. So You don't just have to follow an account or two. You have to follow every single account (laughs) that the original poster like Scott Disick
1: Follows. Yes.
0: So it's like you go to their following list and see how many people they're following and then you follow all of them. Now, according to screenshots obtained by TMZ, instruments had to follow like 75 accounts in order to participate. Yeah. So here's how the money works. Because
1: everyone's wondering. Everyone's that. wondering. Brands pay huge sums of money to curated businesses, the Australian business behind these giveaways, for their Instagram accounts to be included on scott disick's following list for example in return for being one of the businesses that you have to follow to enter the giveaway you get tens of thousands or even hundreds of thousands of followers right like social media followers are very lucrative very valuable for a business and that's what they get in return For, I'm guessing tens of thousands of dollars that you would have to pay to sponsor one of the giveaways.
0: Well, why else would someone like Kim Kardashian or Scott Disick
1: do it if not for getting paid like over a million bucks? There has to be. If 75 accounts are sponsoring a giveaway, I'm imagining at least 10,000 per sponsor. That would take you to what? 750,000. Even then, it's probably not enough to uh, like lure in someone like Kim Kardashian who's getting millions of dollars per sponsor. Because we still
0: haven't um, accounted for the fact you've got to pay for the prizes. Yeah. which are really expensive regardless now let's talk about the the lawsuit that's actually just arisen around this because that lawsuit is alleging that the whole thing actually is a scam now what's really interesting about this particular lawsuit is that most of the kardashians have actually worked with this business before called curated mm-hmm. businesses but only kim kardashian and scott disick are named in the lawsuit if the lawsuit is successful kim kardashian scott disick and curated businesses will each be stung for about 20 million dollars usd mm. so 60 million dollars usd total now the The reason that only Kim and Scott are named in this lawsuit is because there was one specific giveaway that they did in May 2020 where they promised the winner would get and I quote $100,000. First class tickets to LA and a three night stay in Beverly Hills so they could shop like Kim Kardashian. Now the lawsuit claims the winners of the May 2020 giveaway Mish weren't actually legitimate winners.
1: Yeah. Yeah. People became very suspicious because after this giveaway was announced, after the winners were named, apparently the winner's Instagram accounts were immediately made private. Yeah, People kind of raised an eyebrow about that but on top of this, the lawsuit also claims that curated businesses is selling personal information to advertisers for anyone who enters against their will. Now uh, curated businesses is probably scrambling because this is a big lawsuit it's very high profile. Sources connected to them have told TMZ that every winner of their giveaways is legitimate. They say the company has the appropriate paperwork to prove That, but they haven't actually given a formal statement at all, despite a lot of publications writing about this this week. I just feel like there was always something off about this.
0: Everyone knew it as well.
1: Mm. Not that there necessarily is, but they always (laughs) felt
0: like there was something off about it because it was like, how is there so much money in a giveaway? What are the Kardashians doing connected to it? So, as you say, I think we'll have to wait and see to see what actually comes out of this because
1: it's not a small amount of change, 20 million USD to be sued for. And what I'm interested in is if there is a legitimate winner of that May 2020 giveaway wouldn't they just come out and like where are they yes would you come out and be like hey guys that was me I got 100k and I shopped like Kim K (laughs) maybe (laughs) now coming up after the break people are analyzing the relationship
0: between Tammy Hembro and her fiance. plus we need to talk about Adam
1: Levine but first a word from today's sponsor our fourth story. People are legit analysing Tammy Hembro and her fiancé's Instagrams to work out if they've split up. That is from Pedestrian TV, Zara. And yes, it's a little bit like Groundhog Day because we've spoken about a story just like this one before. Yeah, exactly. As a quick refresher, we
0: spoke about these two back in June, just weeks before Tammy gave birth to their daughter, Posie, because truthfully... Tammy's fiancé, Matt, accidentally kind of fanned the flame Mm. of rumours about their split by replying to a commenter on Instagram hinting that there was something going on between him and his partner. He wasn't explicit, but he did say this, and you guys might remember – You have zero idea what myself and Tammy are going through, nor do you know or need to know what is happening in our relationship. Now, he also hinted that they weren't living together because he said, I was around there today. You don't
1: know because all you see is Instagram. Mm, Whatever happened, whether they took a break in June, whether they were having troubles in June, whether there was nothing going on in June, we know that they were back together when Posey was born a couple of weeks later, right? Posey was born in late June. Only now that we're in September, the rumours have really kicked up again. A lot of people are kind of sleuthing through their Instagrams and trying to figure out if they've definitely split. Now, now a lot of this is thanks to a woman who's behind the Instagram account Influencer Updates AU. Now, she has done some digging and it's her opinion that they've definitely split.
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, she laid all our evidence out in a TikTok video and boy, are people invested. I mean, people love Tammy Hembro. that's there's yeah, there's no sure. secret to that she has over 10 million
1: followers on Instagram so there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on her relationship I also think there's a lot of investment in this relationship because they made it very public yeah. like when they got engaged last year I think it was in November last year Matt and Tammy had like a professional video shot and edited about the proposal to announce it so I think As much as some people might roll their eyes and go, who cares about another person's relationship? Let them live. I would say to that, but this was used for content. And when you use a relationship for content, I think people are naturally going to buy in and naturally be curious about how that relationship is faring.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, as we mentioned, the kind of Instagram sleuthing that's been done, particularly by influencer updates, AU, talks about how the couple have supposedly – followed and unfollowed each other over the last few months but I think what's caught people's attention the most is that it doesn't seem like Tammy's wearing her engagement ring anymore mm. and it does appear that her and Matt are living apart.
1: Yeah and then I think the real clincher it's kind of funny but I do think it's accurate. Tammy- had dyed her hair red last week. Like in the wake yes. of all these breakup rumors, everyone was talking about it. That video was going viral on TikTok. And then all of a sudden, we got a post from Tammy with brand new hair. It was like red hair, right? Brand new red copper hair. Yeah. And if I know women, I know, and she knows women, <laughs> I know that we tend to change our hair in the wake of a big life change, whether that's a breakup, whether that's some form of whatever, a hair change often comes. After a personal life change.
0: Yes, I would agree with that. It's like the thing that I've been thinking about in the last week or two is our listeners might have seen TikTok star Dixie Demilio cut all her hair off and shave it. I didn't see that. Did you not see it? Did she break up with Noah Beck? Well, that's what <gasps> everyone's saying. Everyone's like, they must be broken up because they also seem to go to an event together and didn't talk. Anyway, <laughs> this is like a, a real bye-bye. But
1: that dramatic hair change is like, everyone's like, hmm, are you single? Yeah, people might say, girls, this isn't very scientific. I thought this was a podcast of facts, not feelings. Some today it's feelings, not facts. I I would (laughs) say a haircut is fact. I would say (laughs) it is fact as well. We should say
0: though, Tammy was papped by the Daily Mail supporting Matt's work commitments recently.
1: His restaurant had like a pop-up at a local festival. Yeah, that was on the weekend. So this was in the same time period that the hair change is happening. It's all happening. The ring's not on in photos. Some people were saying after those pap shots, they just look like they're co-parenting. It looks like she just brought his baby along to support him for his work commitment. Other people are saying they maybe organized photos so that they could change the narrative online some people are saying everyone online is crazy what the fuck is going on leave them alone <laughs> where you sit is up to you we'll poll you about it and you'll say friday <laughs> you bet we'll poll you about it our fifth
0: story a quick one but we needed the update the internet reacts to trisha paytas naming her baby malibu barbie <laughs> that is from paper magazine now The reincarnated queen, as was the combo and the internet joke last week, has been born to YouTuber and professional troll Trisha Paytas – And the Queen's new name is Malibu Barbie.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, this news was shared with the world on the weekend when Trisha Paytas tweeted, she has arrived, born on the 14th of September, 2022. Now, Twitter had fun with this, as they have been known to have. One Twitter user, at semi-skinned milf, tweeted, when you go to sleep in a palace surrounded by your family and wake up and your name is Malibu Barbie.
0: (laughs) Another user called at knocked blues got 180,000 likes for this tweet that read people saying Trisha's kid is going to be bullied for her name. Trust. If my name was Malibu Barbie, I would be the one doing. <laughs> I mean, this has got to
1: be up there with one of the greatest celeb names of all time. Yeah. I'm glad you said that actually, because I thought it was time for another quick pop culture quiz for you both. So honey, we had Annabelle do this against Zara last week when it came to who didn't cop an invite to Beyonce's was like 43rd birthday party or something like that i want to know this week which of the following names ladies is not a real celebrity baby name
0: ladies ladies all right
1: zuma nesta rock bluebell madonna pilot inspector or green (sighs) goddess zara <laughs> I, i'm i am
0: doing what i did last week and trying to get into the brain of michelle andrews but yes. michelle andrews wrote this question trying to get into the brain of zara and <laughs> so you see where we find ourselves in strife do you have any gut feelings about this sahani Wait, what
1: was the last one i blacked out oh, after pilot inspector. Uh, yeah fair enough <laughs> that is so fair enough i'm so willing to read them all out again because i'm sure the listeners are the same option a zoom and nesta rock option b blue bell madonna option c pilot inspector option d green goddess Which one is not a real celebrity baby name, Sahani? I'm gonna go with. (laughs) I want to go with the most normal one, which is Bluebell Madonna. Bluebell Madonna.
0: Okay. It's that's not the correct answer, Sahani. (laughs) I can tell you that. That's the only one I know that's real. Okay. Um, I it's I'm rolling between (laughs) Pilot Inspector or Green Goddess. Okay. Okay. Um. I'm gonna go with Pilot Inspector, oh,
1: but favorite. the thing is, the thing is, <laughs> Pilot
0: Inspector is written with a K, and I just don't oh, know if I Michelle. I think that
1: could be real. I am, quite yeah, that's creative, what makes though. me
0: think that it's real. We're going with Green Goddess. Zara, you are correct. Yes, there we go. I didn't think you were that creative. <laughs> I'll
1: <laughs> have you all know, Zuma Nesta Rock is Gwen Stefani's yeah, child's name. One. Bluebell Madonna is Jerry Halliwell. Yes, baby. I did know that. I did not know that. Pilot Inspector is Jason Lees. Green Goddess is Michelle Andrews, apparently. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that all we've got for the Wicked Journey? That's Considering you bump
1: destroyed without telling me. <laughs> Thank you, Next Bitch. Well, 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 it's turning out to be a very bad week for Adam Levine, the frontman of Maroon 5. Years into his high-profile marriage to former Victoria's Secret model, Beardy Prinsloo, he's been publicly called out for cheating by an Instagram influencer. And that, our friends, is only the very tip of the iceberg. Zara, this story is still evolving as we sit down to talk about it, and it is shaping up to be, dare I say, one of the biggest celebrity stories of 2022. So where would you like to begin? We would like to begin with the context because we are responsible We're journalists. responsible and this feels like a mini scandal.
0: This does feel a bit like a mini scandal. So, of course, we know that 43-year-old Adam Levine is Maroon 5's frontman. Beardy Prinsloo is 34 and best known as one of the most high-profile Victoria's Secret Angels having walked in 10 shows. Mm. Now, in order to tell you what's happened this week, <laughs> we want to take a trip down memory lane. Boy, do we ever. I might put the... The rewind jingle that everyone loves so very much. Yeah, the one that everybody hates that we love. I'm just going to put it here because we're going back.
1: All right, Mish. Okay, so we're all back for a mini scandal episode in 2010, actually. Now, in 2010, Adam Levine started dating Victoria's Secret model, not Beati Prinsloo, Anne V. He was dating Anne V in 2010 after famously dumping Jessica Simpson on her birthday the year before. Yeah, right. Now, <laughs> the relationship with Anne V was so public
0: that when he performed at the 2011 Victoria's Secret fashion show, he grabbed Anne's hand and walked down the catwalk by her side, serenading her as they went, which was like the ultimate Victoria's Secret theatre. Yeah,
1: look, if Adam Levine wanted the public to know anything, it was that he was dating a Victoria's Secret model. He made this very, very well known. Now, anyone who has taken a keen interest in Victoria's Secret over the years might remember another woman walked in the 2011 Victoria's Secret fashion show that year Beati Prinsloo. Yes, in April 2012, things
0: ended reportedly quite acrimoniously between Adam and Anne V, with Anne publicly confirming that they had split to People magazine without consulting him. So they weren't on the same page. The next month in May, Adam was papped kissing Beati. Now, around the same time in June 2012, Michelle, (laughs) Adam Levine gave... Maybe one of the greatest quotes ever to Details Magazine. And I'm so sorry that we're not
1: managing your expectations with this. It's just a really good quote and we're hyping it up. Okay. So keep in mind, this was given after Adam Levine left one Victoria's Secret model reportedly for For another. another. The quote reads, there's two kinds of men. There are men who are fucking misogynist pigs. And then there are men who just really love women, who think they're the most amazing (laughs) people in the world. And that's me. Maybe the reason I was promiscuous and wanted to sleep with a lot of them is that I love women so much. (laughs) Adam Levine,
0: the feminist. Adam Feminist Levine. Also obsessed with this like binary of being you're either a fucking misogynist or you cheat on everyone. (laughs) Now, Biardi and Adam were together only they actually split in early 2013, Mm. which was only maybe about seven, eight months after they started dating. And in May that year, Adam was dating <laughs> another Victoria's Secret model oh, oh called
1: Nina Agdal. Yes, his third Victoria's Secret his model. His third Victoria's Secret model. So, it didn't last very long. He was with Nina, but by July, so what? A couple of months later, he had changed his mind and decided he wanted to be with Biardi and proposed to her. So, while they were broken up, he reportedly met up with her and proposed to her on the spot. So they didn't went, ask
0: to get back together, just gave no, her a No, <laughs> they went from
1: zero to literally a hundred. And then my favourite detail about that part of the story is that tabloids back in 2013 reported that Adam Levine had broken that news to Nina Agdell via text message. So she had found out that he had <laughs> left her, reportedly, oh. reportedly, found out he had left her to go back to Biardi and was now engaged to Biardi via text. It's all, like, it all all went on. (laughs) Now
0: that we're up to speed on Mr. Adam Levine, now let's dive into what the fuck happened this week because their names have been everywhere. Now, very late on Monday night Melbourne time, an Instagram model by the name of Sumner Stroh posted a TikTok video where she said this. Essentially, I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. At the time, you know, I was young I was naive and I mean quite frankly I feel exploited I wasn't in the scene like I am now um, so I was definitely very
1: easily manipulated. Interesting now you probably guessed it guys the man in question is one Adam Levine.
0: I did want to say and I, I really wish I noted down the person I kind of watched this on on TikTok but someone made a really interesting point where and this is a by the by but I think it's really interesting regardless that the language that Sumner used was fascinating which was I had an affair with a man who is married to a Victoria's Secret model Mm. and this TikTok user was like why wouldn't you say I had a an affair with the front man of Maroon 5, who's also married to a Victoria's Secret yeah, model. Good point. And they were like, it's centering yourself as the girl who can get the guy who got the Victoria's Secret model. That's language so right. and I think language is crucial here because I think
1: how it's how it was set up initially says a lot. Yeah, I'm actually wondering as you say that. Who would be considered the more high-profile partner in this relationship? Adam would it be Adam Levine or Beati Adam Brinsley? Levine by far. I'm looking at their Instagram followers. You are right. I'm pretty sure Adam has double the number of Instagram He's followers. He's the lead. The only reason you flip that is that if you want people to know... You could get the guy who got, by conventional standards, the most beautiful woman in the world. Yeah, so it's kind of
0: putting... The wife at the centre of it in kind of a, a bit of a yuck way, I will say.
1: Yeah. No, I really love that point. I find that fascinating. What else was fascinating in this video is that Sumner said the affair, supposed affair, reported affair with Adam Levine went on for a whole year before she broke it off. She says that she finally came to her senses. He was telling her that the marriage was over and that they just couldn't announce that publicly or had to keep up pretenses or something for their public profiles. Only she realised after a certain number of months had passed that the marriage was intact and that she had to get out of the situation.
0: Yeah, I think what also might be interesting context for people is Sumner is not unknown. Before all this happened, she had over 300,000 followers. So she was something of a public figure in her own right. Mm. Now it gets worse because in the video, Sumner also showed an Instagram DM that Adam Levine had sent her in which he apparently sent her months after they broke up months after they last spoke that read okay serious question i'm having another baby and if it's a boy i really
1: want to name it sumner you okay with that dead serious can we take a second for this because like what the fuck it's already bad enough that adam levine is sleeping with someone messaging someone whatever who isn't his wife fuck is Adam Levine doing? Not just to think, hey, why don't I name my unborn child after my mistress? For him to be so stupid to put that in a message from his verified instagram account like on there's so many levels of what the fuckery about this i agree with
0: that because if you're a, if you're kind of analyzing the motivations behind adam levine and i will try <laughs> you either got two <laughs> options here either he actually really wants to call the kid
1: sumner and is asking for permission which is just fuck, find another name or as we just found out earlier in the episode there are so many names find another one <laughs> or
0: you don't actually want to call the kid sumner you're just thinking hmm i haven't spoken to sumner stro in a while how else can can I get her attention? So you, you use this weird bait weird to be like. The weird carrot of your unborn baby. child. Yeah. So both are bizarre and I, I don't entirely know what's worse. Now, crucially, Sumner said in the video that she needed to come forward here and share this story urgently, basically against her will, because a friend she'd sent screenshots to was now shopping this around to tabloids and was making money off it.
1: Yeah. You might be asking, why would this all be coming out now? Because this affair, it seems, ended in like June. That message from Adam Levine about, oh, I could call my baby boy Sumner dead serious. What do you think? That was from months ago. So, why the hell are we hearing about this in september our theory is the reason sumner's friend thought hey i'm going to shop these screenshots around now is linked to the fact that we only found out that biardi and adam levine were pregnant with their third child two weeks ago they were everywhere in the media two weeks ago people magazine entertainment tonight tmz everyone was writing about them i'm guessing what happened Is Sumner's friend saw the media coverage and thought they are at their like the pinnacle of public conversation now and interest and interest. There's a pregnancy. And if I'm going to capitalize off this and make as much money as possible, I'm going to sell this now. God, people have issues though, don't they? I think what also the listeners need to
0: know is 10 hours after this first video from Sumner went up, she uploaded another one in response to a lot of questions and comments she got. And a lot of the questions and comments she got were kind of around this idea that she said that Adam Levine exploited and manipulated her. And people naturally said, what did he do? And this is what she said in response to that. The most important part that I did definitely gloss over is the fact that I was under the impression that their marriage was over. I believe that they were keeping it quiet to avoid the negative press because, as I had said, I was new to LA. So I just assumed that with celebrities of that caliber, that that's just how it was. And that's why I feel exploited because he knew I believed everything that he said.
1: Mm. I I mean, I, I get what she's talking about. I think that is definitely a form of manipulation, it was. It's an interesting thing to watch video one compared to video two yeah. from Sumner, because the tone is incredibly different. I think video two does a much better job of not positioning herself necessarily as the victim in this story. I think yes. she takes quite a good, a good route in video two. I think the main question I have in my mind when it comes to anyone going public with stories like this is: God, I hope she reached out to Biardi Prinsloo's people, her manager, Biardi herself before she did this, because I cannot imagine the pain you are inflicting on another woman, particularly a pregnant woman, when you choose to do this publicly only and not actually open up a line of dialogue or conversation privately.
0: Yeah. And I think the conversation we were having in the office yesterday is, look, I, I, I can't pretend that I know exactly what happened with a friend shopping this around to the tabloids and her need to, you know, tell the story herself. But I'm not convinced at this moment with the information that I have that you have to go public and tell the story yourself. If your number one goal is to protect the most innocent person in this scenario, which is Beardy Prinsloo. And their children. And their children and the unborn baby. You could come out after the tabloid story comes out and say, that's not true. That never
1: And then you could go to Beardy privately and say, by the way, I'm going to publicly protect you. But But privately I want you to know here's everything that's been going on so you can get the best of both worlds. You can protect Biardi and the children from the public outcry, from the public spectacle that this has now devolved to, whilst also giving her the information she deserves to know. Yes, exactly. The problem is...
0: Since, you know, in the hours after Sumner posted her videos, multiple other women posted TikToks of their own message exchanges with Adam Levine. I mean, at the time of recording, it feels like it seems like at least two of them seem to be legit. Mm. It's incredibly hard in this space when the news cycle's moving so quickly with screenshots to make sure that they're all verified. One woman named Alison Rose have shared screenshots where Adam told her, I shouldn't be talking to you.
1: You know that, right? Yeah, another woman, a comedian named Marika, had screenshots of messages where Adam told her, I'm now obsessed with you. She responded, dude, aren't you like married? To which the singer apparently responded, yes, but it's a bit complicated. Stuff gets hard. I might get away. The fact that he's putting any of this in, like messages is just beyond me. It's so beyond me. Now, Adam posted
0: on Instagram, nearly a day after Sumner's original video surfaced and he wrote about this. He said... A lot is being said about me right now and I want to clear the air. I use poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed a line during a regrettable period in my life. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. I have addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. My wife and my family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me Mm. was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will (sighs) never make it again. I take full responsibility. We will get through it and we will get through it together. Hmm. I have a few thoughts. Oh God, give them to me. I tell you what I don't like Mm -hmm. is I don't like the last two sentences. I
1: hate, thank you.
0: I hate, we We will will get get through through it it together. That's not not your choice. Do not speak on her behalf. Unless her
1: name is signed on this statement, do not speak on her behalf. Absolutely. It's. It's a bit manipulative yes, to say, was, we can get past this. It's entirely possible that we can make it through this and we'll do it together. Because if she turns around, it's like, oh, so you're not committed to the marriage? Yes. like, this is the hard time, but we're going to get through it together. Like, shut the fuck up. Speak for yourself. Don't speak on her behalf.
0: Yes, because it wasn't signed from her. And some people will say, well, it could have been signed from her. Well, her name wasn't on it. And she and didn't share it to her stories. No, she didn't. She, she hasn't made herself part of this narrative yet. Also, I do find it interesting how we define affair. I guess everybody has their own kind of definitions of affair.
1: Yeah, good point. This is an interesting one and it's one that we have two very different sides of the story on. If you listen to Sumner, she has told the media, confirmed to the media, it was a physical affair. My interpretation of physical is you're meeting up and you're having sex or you're at least being intimate in person. Adam Levine's statement says, I did not have an affair. I am confused i don't know who might be misleading us that someone's got to be misleading us because that's too he's alleging here i texted some women i dm'd women on instagram and flirted with them and that was not appropriate he'd have to be confident that
0: nothing else is going to come out in the next few days to prove that wrong (laughs)
1: how can he be confident when he's sending all these messages from his own account he's clearly not very i don't know what's the word for it he doesn't have much discretion with the way he's behaving with other women let's
0: just say if this is all true that if all of these screenshots are real of Mm. course and all of these allegations are true then the last 24 hours adam levine would have been sitting down with his lawyers and handing them every single name of any woman he might have messaged on his instagram account and they would have been sending out ndas as fast as they fucking could
1: and do you think attached to those ndas is hush money
0: Surely uh, there has to
1: be. I, d- I don't know. I
0: mean, NDA, it's a different world of NDAs yep. these days. Yeah. And we've got to be really careful with that, especially even alleging that people might, you know, <laughs> be handing someone an NDA. Yes, we do have to be careful. We do
1: have to be careful. I will be very careful. Yes.
0: Um. So it, it, it is a different world of NDAs, but I think if if it was me and someone had put an NDA, I'd had an affair with Adam Levine or he was messaging me. <laughs> someone put an ad a... a Contract in front of me, an NDA in front of me, and said to me, "Please don't speak."
1: I would say, "Why? Give me, I am give me a reason." A designer handbag that <laughs> I would like. Give me a reason not
0: to. Is all I want. <laughs> so.
1: I mean, I I
0: think for a lot of people, initially I was just desperately hoping that this was an open relationship, to be honest. I was really, really hoping for the sake of the family and Beati and the kids that this was an open relationship. That statement very much says that it's not an open relationship. At least not. I just don't think it's an open relationship.
1: Yeah, I cannot wait to hear what the listeners think about this, we will not be doing your say Friday on Friday. It's a public holiday. We will be speaking to you all on Monday. Oh yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Are you That's planning a- on jumping on on Monday? No, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> we'll speak Absolutely to you. Absolutely not. It'll be your say Monday. And I tell you what, I reckon by Monday, a whole bunch of stuff will come to light. We'll probably hear from Biardi. Yes. We'll probably get a sense. No, we're of not whether hearing from not Biardi. You reckon at all? No. Nah. Interesting.
0: We're not hearing from Biardi. But I think there might be, I mean, the way that social media operates now and TikTok operates, there'll be more and more people, perhaps, that come forward. Whether or not they're, those are people who are trying to ride this wave and making it up or whether or not it's true remains to be seen.
1: Yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening through to the end of this episode of Shameless. Sahani, so, congratulations and thank you for your first ever episode. <laughs> thank you for having me. Tell us, how did you find it? <laughs> it was very, very juicy this week. Juicy, yeah. I,
0: You've got a good week. Yeah, thank you to the celebrity. God's. Guys, if you want to support the show, come and follow us on Instagram at shamelesspodcast.
1: We are on TikTok at shameless underscore podcast. Yeah, guys, thank you so, so much. We'll be back in your ears on Saturday for Book Club. We, it's just you and me, It's hun, just you and me. For Book Club, Adele's
0: away. I can't wait to talk to you about this one.
1: Yeah, tune in for that. Bye, guys. See ya.